Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Cheaters, welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Let's get on with it, Josh. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> okay. What do I want? To, I want to talk about the uh, English Premier League game. I want to talk about uh, fantasy. I want okay. to talk about what it's like to be a fantasy manager. Uh, you and I got together in person this week. Uh, this yeah. week, today, we literally today, you and I went to Smithfield Hall, which is giant. I did not know actually that it is literally twice the size that I thought it was. You said you said I'm at the right side of this restaurant, yeah. and I it's walked. I think I'm at the right side of the bar. Yeah, I walked up and down for five minutes looking for you. Uh, in terms of, there's an entire second restaurant next door yeah. to it that I, I walked into. Yeah, shout out version. Shout out to our friend Axel, who showed up all the way from Brussels and his son, Louie. And it was interesting going out for the matches on Sunday because the kickoffs were staggered in such a way where it was an hour between the first kickoff and the, and the second tier of kickoffs. Yeah. And then the Manchester Derby runs into that. I understand there were some policing issues in Manchester, which is why they did that. So to get into the bar, there was just like a huge queue because all these different supporters groups were unintentionally right. sort of running into each other. So it was yep. kind of a madcap yep. Sunday. And I'll tell yep. you what, there was nothing more madcap, Josh, than my fantasy team on Saturday, which um, I had a cumulative two points from, I think, five players. Uh, never in my life have I seen something <laughs> like this. Uh, luckily, I did have uh, goal scorers, the same goal scorers that everybody has on Sunday with with Sala mm-hmm. and Holland. Um, yeah. I had tip to those people who uh, got rid of Solan, Sala, uh, uh, got rid of Holland. Though I don't, I know we are inclined, Josh, to mm-hmm. uh, be pro Holland and pro keep Holland. Our friend Disable is out there on the Twitter, though, spreading fake news that you can get away with not having Holland because <laughs> his team, he got rid of him and scored 80 plus points. In yep, game week yep. ten, so yeah, okay, fair play, Luke. Way to show us all up with your <laughs> very genius fantasy <laughs> management style. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm feeling, uh, I guess for me coming out of game week ten, I'm feeling a little disheartened. We can talk a little bit of, about what the road is forward, but yep. you are on the upward trajectory, coming off a couple of great weeks and green arrows. Yep. So talk to me yep. about how you're feeling about your squad. Yeah, um, I uh, I feel good. I feel very good, actually. I'm up two million spots in two weeks. So um, how could I how could I not feel good? I feel uh, um, like I'm finally. Well, you know, it's it's just sort of the thing that you have to remember if you've been playing for a long time is that early on it doesn't take things if things just go a little bit bad it's pretty easy to be in the millions right mm-hmm. especially as the game gets a little smarter and people get better and and use. Uh, you know, various podcasts and YouTubes and everything else to, to sort of, you know, define advice. And so um, I think that 
you know, you just have to sort of bank on being able to kind of be a little more consistent, maybe be a little sharper with, with decision makings and, and hope that that kind of eventually, um, evens things out for you a little bit. And, and, you know, and, and then a little lucky too, honestly, I think I was a little unlucky the first couple of weeks and I was absolutely lucky this week. I can think of multiple ways that I was lucky and I don't think there's anything luck is part of the fun of the game. There's nothing wrong with admitting that you got lucky. I mean, I can think of two immediately, uh, Jordan, IU scores late and the Spurs match cancels a bunch of Spurs clean sheets and moves Sun from zero bonus points to three bonus points. Uh, the end of the Chelsea match where they uh, the keeper goes up for the, the corner kick. A little early, I have to say. There was like two minutes left in that game. It felt a little premature to have Who's in charge? There in Who that. is in charge at Stamford Bridge? <laughs> I, I demand know. to know. <laughs> yeah, On current evidence, uh, Josh, no one is in charge. Yeah. The ball falls to and Bomo uh, breakaway. And honestly, Mape did not need to pass it. I was kind of shocked, like how that he actually most forwards do not pass the ball in that situation. But uh, and Bomo started the play. He would have got an assist anyway. But Bomo uh, started the play and Mape passes to him late, scores the goal and also goes from zero bonus points to three. And of course, gets, you know, a, a, a goal a as goal. well. Um, yeah, a goal. Exactly. So <laughs> the, the greatest the treat of them all. Minute. He got a goal. Yeah. Even today, if you want to count the Sala thing, right? The Svazlai Sala from and, 65 yards. <laughs> Sala and Bomo just replicated what they did last week uh, with yep. the late yep. heroics, um, yep. which we'll, we'll yep. put a pin in that. We'll come back to that later on in this episode. Yeah, I didn't. I had Odegaard, who was benched in the most plum fixture of the season for any club, uh, <laughs> right. home hosting Sheffield United. <laughs> yeah. Hate to see that. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, but great, uh, Thomas, how Suchek. long do you, how long does it take before you hope he stays as the pitch the whole time? Right? Like he gets benched. That's obviously annoying. And then obviously you're like, okay, if he comes on 45, I'll still take it. Comes on 60. I'll still take it. Once you get past 60 though, there's always a party that's like, all right, just let's just get on with it. Let's just don't come on the pitch at all. I don't want to see you. I got to be honest, I wasn't looking forward to watching Thomas Suchek come on and play in his place in my fantasy squad. Mm-hmm. So I would have taken okay. uh, a cheeky seven minutes from Odegaard. I mean, it, to well, take 91st minute, you would have been. <laughs> well, no, let's let's say the 88th minute so he could take that pen okay. that Vieira uh, so graciously right. took. So this is the season. It's the season of Arsenal players handing the ball to other players. It's wild. This has happened. I, I mean, first of all, like the pen, I, I actually, I was trying to look and I didn't know, I, I'm sure I could have found this easily if I just hunt around a little bit, but I'm curious. It feels like we've had more pens than last season, but also mm-hmm. it feels like Arsenal have had like average, like two a match. And so <laughs> every time uh, it feels like it's the second pen of a match and an Arsenal player has usually Saka has handed the ball off right. to somebody. I think that's happened three, if not four times already this season, which is kind mm-hmm. of incredible. I did have Dan Byrne come on for you doggy. Uh, for his zero pointer to match Trippier's <laughs> zero pointer, uh, so that was good. I started yeah. off Saturday with one of my new signees. Welcome, Cole Palmer, and this yep, is yep. kind of like where um, I, I could tell this was going to be a bummer of a game week where Chelsea had a pretty decent first half, but and Palmer looked incredible. He was spraying yep. the ball everywhere, controlling the tempo <laughs> like he was some sort of midfield maestro, not. Not uh, a want away forward player from Man City. Yeah. He looked really great. And then yep. all that magic slipped through the fingertips in the second half, and Brentford just went ahead and did what Brentford would do. So that just kind of seems emblematic of my 
I told you, I cursed myself, Josh, two weeks yeah. ago when I said, I love my wild card team. I yep. think this is the worst thing that you can ever do as a fantasy manager is fall in love with your team, especially fall in love with the wild card. Because now I have to go through this slow uh, metamorphosis. Un- conscious uncoupling. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah for like player by player. Honestly, uh, <laughs> you have to bring him into your office. So the second we get a row where we're doing office metaphors, you got to you got to bring him in the office, sit him down, shake their hands, and offer them yeah. a, a generous severance package. Sure, James Ward Prowse is going to want to say like, "Hey, shouldn't we like put me on a plan, and we could like I could see if I can improve <laughs> a little bit." You should put him on a pit for sure. I feel it does feel appropriate <laughs> in his case. So, um, so yeah, I've yeah. got a, I've got a few problems to work through as as we talk. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you feel like you've got any problems? to solve in your squad well i did um i'm i'm happy in the end that i took a minus four i was debating what to do with my with my with my transfers and i i ultimately decided sometimes a minus four the one one way to think about it is well if you have a bunch of problems in your team a minus four can be useful because it just kind of it just gets, it just gives you, I mean, I'm like, okay, this is like a very obvious way to think about it, but it's just like, you just get a transfer out of the way, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, if, if, if you're more or less going to even out with the transfer and you need to like fix a problem and you think that you can basically kind of even things out with, with the, with the hit, then it, then it's worth it. And so I took a minus four, I, I ended up bringing in uh, Douglas Louise and um, Watkins. Of course I get him for his, his first blank of the season. And, um, and then Samikas and Samikas was the one I, I actually waited until two minutes before the deadline to whether or not I was really hoping that we'd get some news on Udogi and nothing, yeah. nothing was forthcoming. And I ultimately decided I just couldn't take the risk because if he didn't play, I had Van Hack who most likely wasn't going to play and didn't play. Um, and then I had uh, Stupidon who was also very unlikely to play on yeah. Sunday. And so I was like, well, I can end up with zero players here and you do have Samikas at home to I, I couldn't go as high as Maddie Cash out of the money for it, and so I needed someone four point five or, mm-hmm. or cheaper. I was waiting Paul Torres and Samikas, and I ultimately decided I just like the fixtures for Arsenal, and uh, or I mean for Liverpool, excuse me. Actually, I mean Villa's fixtures are really good too. But I, I, I was just sort of Samikas was just like a player I sort of had my eye on, and handy. I thought you know what, yeah, handy. And I was like, there's a, at least a decent chance they can keep a clean sheet in that match, especially uh, given that Forrest are a little banged up up front, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, let me let me let me go for it here, and. Most likely, I just get I just net two points, and and if I don't, then I'm I'm only out a couple points anyway, right? If you got yeah. if you got two points, but I was going to get zero points anyway, then it's only costing me two points in the hit, right? And so that's worth it to to reshape my defense a little bit. So um, so it actually worked out. I mean, you know, Samikas and um, Louise actually came through. I got 13 combined points from them. Uh, Louise with two bonus from the one assist, which is kind of kind of remarkable and so he's that, a, that really, i think he's yeah, part of the, the the a midfielder style of player where he's just on the ball a lot completing a lot yep. of passes uh so yeah louise is a pick that is for yeah. sure yeah and at five five i think it's you know he's so good at home especially and and, and obviously he's on pens so yeah um and so yeah i so i feel okay about my team going forward i mean i think the the big question for me is can i get away with not having Saka for a long time because I, to me, it's really hard to have Saka and son. I don't really know how one would make that happen. It feels pretty, assuming you're going to, you know, going to go with the Sala Holland mm-hmm. double up. It's like at some point you just run out of money, right? You can't have Sala Holland, son, Saka, Trippier, <laughs> like mm-hmm. one player. It's like you pick, you pick all these top players and one has to like one player has to get cut. 
from yep. that, right? And you got to pick your pick your poison. And I think at the moment, Sokka is the player that I just can't have. I just can't make it work. That's been my kryptonite this season is when it comes uh, to me picking that player game week after game week, I'm picking the wrong one. It goes back to Ali Watkins, and I decide he's the player that has to go, so I play the double, and he has his his uh, three-goal heroics. This yeah. week, I dropped Son and Madison so I could get Salah. So I bring in the, Cole the Palmer and Salah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, I mean, all credit to Spurs and Son. And um, it was an incredible team goal that, that Son was mm-hmm. at the end of. So uh, no shame there. But I'm trying to duck Son. And my Arsenal cover is Odegaard, which... Uh, may become uh, may become soccer. Now there are a lot of midweek right. matches here with some big teams because the league cup continues uh, notably on Wednesday. That's when all of the big matches that you're going to want to check out are. And then Europe is back the following midweek. So yep. game week 11 is not shaping up to be a cakewalk and I'm coming off of a bad game week, uh, dropped a number of, of spots and I want, I want to bounce back immediately. We were talking before yep. we hit record, yep. Wow, the fixtures, they don't really look that appealing in game week yep. 11. Where are where are all the plum home fixtures that I was really banking on in game week 10? Which, yeah. if, if I'm doing my opposite thinking, Josh, means I'm going to have a, a great game week in game week 11. Because when <laughs> I try hard, uh, mm-hmm. I fail. And when... So, uh, so what are you what are you thinking right now for transfers? You're thinking about, you're thinking about going Odegaard to, to Saka as a... That's a, that feels too loud. I don't know. From oh, my no. perspective, that, yeah. yeah. Go no, ahead, no, 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 no. Yeah. I, that, that, that was that kind of a long term. The, the, the conventional wisdom would be Sokka is the better pick. So long term, Odegaard morphs into Sokka. But no, okay. I think that's yeah. a luxury move for me at this point. The most worrying, my worrying thing right now is having triple West Ham. West Ham have lost all of their sparkle since I yep. wild carded. With Suchek, Ward, Prowse, and Ariola, 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 fine. He he presents value. So I want to tweak the uh, Ward, Prowse spot, and I am still worried about you, doggy, because no information always fills me with great anxiety. And like you were mm-hmm. saying, in terms of like defensive backup, Kabore is like is. Really, it's like a zero pointer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I always warn people against getting the 4.5 third striker because it's always just going to prove to be a problem for you. Yeah. And it's just like the same could be said of like these, unless it's John Lundstrom, all 4.0 guys are just in the bin, not worth yep. nothing. Uh, yep. You have to fill the hole with somebody. So, um, and if you're never going to play them, but I'm really disappointed with Kapore not even being able to provide one point from the bench. Yeah. So I'm a little worried about my team, my team depth right now. So have you have you thought about any possible transfers that you may make for eleven? Have you sure. gone that gone down that road? Far yeah, enough? I mean, we could do Udogi to Joachim Anderson for Crystal Palace, who have Burnley away in game week eleven, and then we get to see. Yeah. Joachim Anderson play live in person when we're in London. That's uh, true. I hadn't even thought about that. We, that's a nice teaser. And actually, they have a nice run. Don't th- oh, my. I just realized, Brennan, that, that is two weeks away. Yeah. I, I haven't quite been able to, like, trick my brain into seeing that far yeah. ahead. Right. But, yeah, just uh, and I'm, I'm going to interrupt you right very Please quickly do, because, yeah. because I forgot to put this in the running order. But, yes, we finally have 
our venue selected. And I know we've, we've posted about this on our Discord and on, on social media and stuff. But if you haven't seen it or haven't heard it, uh, we are going to be at a place called Belushi's. Apparently no connection to Jim or John, Brandon, just no. Belushi's. And it's a venue. It's near London Bridge. And we are specifically going to be in the um, kind of downstairs area at Belushi's, right? There was, what is it, what is it called it's again? Called it's called dugout. the Dugout. The Dugout at Belushi's yes. London Bridge. Yep. It's on High yep. Street. Yep. So Belushi's, High Street, <laughs> London Bridge, November 10th, or 10 November, as they like to say, Brandon, in the United Kingdom. 10 November uh, starts at 7 p.m., Right. I think yeah. PM is universal. So uh, prime meridian, Brandon, that's when yeah. you want to be there. Um, and uh, yeah, we're lo- really looking forward to it. It's a it's a completely free event. Uh, just come hang out. You can stay. We have We have the room all night so you can you can stay for 10 minutes. You can stay for five hours, whatever, whatever you want to do. Uh, come hang out. And uh, we really hope to see you. And uh, just going to be a very chill hang. Uh, we will have stories perhaps from going to see West Ham mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the day before uh, we're going to watch them play Olympiacos. It's kind of a revenge match. You can, Brandon, you can see all your guys, all the guys that you've uh, had to lay off. You're going to have to see them again. Awkward. <laughs> Awkward. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking for, I'm still looking forward to that. Our first London trip, we did a Europa league match at the bridge. We saw Chelsea yeah. play. I can't even remember. The Tess, I think maybe. Yeah. That, that was when I famously, uh, uh, spilled all that beer all over myself. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then the, the rest of the fixtures that we have lined up for game week 12 will be yeah the Palace Everton match. And then we'll see Chelsea host Manchester City, our second trip to the bridge and hopefully our first time seeing Holland live in person. Yes. Don't um, get injured early. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Joachim Anderson, why not? Uh, it's either that or I've been looking at the options for a, a JWP replacement. I was mm-hmm. thinking about Matoma last week, but Brighton um, really kind of a, a, a checkered run of late. They still have good fixtures to come, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm just it's less a little pa- dip for them. It's yeah, less passionate yeah. about about Brighton at this point. So there is Douglas Louise, as mentioned. I just mm-hmm. have Maddie Cash and um, Watkins up front, so I could go with Douglas Louise. But, you know, yeah, I don't like to I don't like to copy my pod partner. I know it's a little points, Chasey. But, you know, I felt that way when I got him this week, too. And now I'm so relieved that I have this like five point <laughs> five million yeah. guy who has all these good fixtures ahead. I mean, yeah. you know, you'd have him for Forrest, Fulham and Bournemouth and three of the next four. Yeah. So it's it's it's, it's definitely something you should consider. I mean, he, he's only going to get more expensive, too. So I think it, yeah. it's not that he's and again, it's not like I'm like delusional about his role right he's like a he's you know certainly like a central midfielder but the way they set up i mean he gets the ball just up you know just sort of outside the box it's not like he's we're not talking about like rodry here right it's not like he's like you know the the deepest midfielder or anything like that he's i mean i i mean rodry's maybe a bad example because that guy's got like a license to shoot now this season but you know and he's not like uh declan rice or some you know deeper kind of defensive mid he's he's getting the ball he's not like harry kane yeah, he's not. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't it crazy that Harry Kane and um, who was the uh, the Bournemouth um, Billing? Billing? Harry Kane Phil and Phil Billing. Billing sold. They they had the same goal within like twenty minutes of each other today. It was the craziest thing. Uh, they or I mean yesterday they both um, yeah like they had these you know they both you know lobbed the keeper from from midfield. It was incredible. Just just some some sensational goals. 
Yeah, the, the, what would really help me is some news of you, Doggy's fitness. So I'm going to sit yep. tight until these yep. cup matches on Wednesday, see what information yep. we have. And I I, I think we're going to come back to this defensive idea of, like, w- should we be using transfers in our defense uh, mm-hmm. or should we be really focused on attacking prowess? Uh, so yeah. more to come on That's- that. Yeah, that's basically the theme of this week's pod is, uh, you know, what do we know about FPL this particular season after 10 weeks? So we've got sort of five five talking points that we're going to get to. Um, and I'll just say on my, on my transfer front, uh, I'm sort of also waiting on fitness. I want to see uh, if a Stupinon uh, might be able to play this weekend. And if a Stupinon is available for the Everton match, then I'll probably just hold my transfers as well and just and just start mm-hmm. them and take my chances. I think that's that's probably the right the right move there. Um, so, uh, Brandon, we haven't done this in a while, though, uh, just because of the, the timing of some of these, um, uh, you know, a lot of Monday matches and things like that. But we have a clean game week 10 in the books. So we want to check in on the always cheating Super League or the 20,000 managers in that league. I think it's, it's not, is it 25, whatever, 20,000 plus, Brandon, in the always Man. cheating Super League. So if you crack the top 10, you are having a really spectacular season. Uh, so let's start off at the bottom here. Uh, Adele Katami in 10th. Elias Kveen, also in 10th. Tied for 10th, Brandon. Uh, Peanut Butter is mm. in 9th. Topical. Uh, Jonathan, yeah, Jonathan Orkarut is in 8th. Tom White. You know, interestingly, Tom White, Brandon, is the name of the uh, detective that um, from uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. The one that Jesse Plemons plays. His name is Tom White. So wow, he a, lives. Yeah, coincidence? The or dead a, speak. Uh, the dead manage. The dead, the dead speak. Um, I, w- I wish the Killers of the Moon had also started just like uh, The Rise of Skywalker. With Why not? A scroll that just said, the dead speak. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, we got uh, Loritz, Loritz Pust is in sixth. Dan Clark in fifth. J.D. Abbott in fourth. Nice mix of names I can pronounce and names I can't pronounce in this in this top ten this week, Brandon. Uh, Shyam. Uh, Thiraville Wamala is, is in third. I, excuse me, Shyam. That's probably a very bad. I think you gave it a good shot. Yeah. Adam Gonchalas is in second and Sebastian Tortusa is in first. Fleckens Fellows. So <laughs> that sounds uh, like congrats, a club I'd like know. to join the Fleckens Fellows. Fellow Fellows is a nice word. I, I should use fellows more often. Hello, fellows. Yeah. I should say that in the office when I when I when I pop my head in. Uh Brandon, uh Patreon, we will be uh we're you know looking forward to seeing a ton of our patron Patreon supporters at the meetup yeah. on uh 10 November. Um and if you want to support the podcast, say thank you for the the free weekly podcast and get an extra podcast each week. You can go to patreon.com slash always cheating. You can also chat on the Discord and the higher pl- pledge chairs, you get this new uh very fancy. I you know I really do like this. I, my my friend Noah Brennan showed me that mm. I don't have one myself. I I have to I have to pledge and you know, I have to make the decision to support pay, the pod. Eventually. Pay the man, yeah, yeah, Josh, if you want it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's a nice it's a nice looking. Uh, it's not a mug actually. It's a uh, it's a pint glass. It's a very nice pint glass, and uh, it looks like the kind of etching that will not if you you could put that in the dishwasher. That looked dishwasher safe to me, Brandon. I think you can <laughs> you don't have to hand wash that one. Um, and so a, a quick thank you though to our newest Patreon supporters, Talia. Shikova, Shikoja, uh, Eric Kite, uh, Spining Arneson, and Skinny Nige. Those are the newest yeah. supporters of the uh, of, of the Always Dream podcast. I gotta tell you, Josh, I saw Killers of the Flower Moon on Saturday, and I wonder if I would have liked it better if I was having a better game week. 
yet another <laughs> life example of uh, uh-huh. your FPL score bleeding into other yeah. aspects of your life. So, um, yeah. Scorsese, Mr. Scorsese, if you're listening and you saw my review on yep. Letterboxd, that's all down to Martin Odegaard not starting. Uh, I'll rewatch it at some <laughs> yeah. point in the future. Isn't that exactly what they tell you not to do? Not let, like, find a way not to let it spill over into the uh, into your real. I I saw it and I enjoyed it. So we got we got one supporter here, and then you you sort of lied to our friend uh, Amy. You it was all it was all positive. I'm not I, you know this negative opinion. You saved that for me. I heard that. I heard that on the on the sly. Um, well, yeah, so, you're my critic. Yeah. You're my critic, buddy. That's, you know, we were on true. the aisle occasionally at always cheating. That's true. We had a little the two face situation here, Brandon, didn't we? Yeah, it's a, a great villain just turned into a great way to behave around uh, mixed company. Uh, all right. Well, let's take a quick break and we'll get back and to talk about what we know this uh, FPL season after 10 weeks. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Today's topic, Brandon, what we know about this FPL season after 10 weeks. We've got five points. There's a lot of different ways that we could go with this, but I think these five hit some of the big talking points uh, 10 weeks in. Um, We'll have to wait. I think we're going to wait till mid-season before we do the full team-by-team review. One of, one of one of the pods that's up there with Kings of the Game Week for me, Brandon, where we just go player team by team player. Well, that's actually that's what we should do sometime. That, that'd be like a, uh, you know, if we ever did like a 24 hour Patreon thing, sponsor us just, to talk about every yeah. player on the on the, <laughs> every single, on the site. Exactly. <laughs> go to like 450 players, try to find something yeah. to say about all four. Um, all right. So anyway, uh, five points here. Uh, first one is and again, you point out there, there are, of, of course, counter examples. It does not mean that you cannot get away without doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you do make it very, it's a very high wire act if you don't do it. And that is you get what you pay for with top end attacking talent. And I think the, uh, the example I pointed to here is, and again, top end is crucial, right? Because Holland and Watkins and Salah and Son 
are the currently the two most expensive players at their respective positions. Um, and they're also number one and number two in, in points in both positions. Uh, slight caveat here, which is that KDB is more expensive than Sun, uh, but did get injured like 20 minutes into the game one. So I think that it's it's okay to exclude him. And Watkins is now the most expensive. I, I like when I make a point, Brennan, then immediately walk it back and under and undermine it. But let's let's just the let's Josh just keep way. going here. It's the Josh Way. So uh, but Watkins uh is now the second most uh expensive forward in the game. And it was really clustered. You had Holland at 14, and then you had to drop all the way down to eight <laughs> to mm-hmm. get to get to everyone like literally a six million price drop it's like that elevator at the start of that haunted mansion ride in disney world uh yeah. where you feel like yeah. you're crashing into the into the haunted mansion itself that's a that's a easter egg for all yeah. those people who've been to disney world i count myself I, among them i've never been i've never been to either one i've never been to disney world or disneyland we should like go a, sometime like a, we could do yeah, we could do a meetup we can do a meetup there <laughs> the cheaters are going to this but i think it's very interesting because you have and i know he was injured for for one of these weeks but it, it's like someone like sun it's like the season starts off and you're like ah i just don't I, you know at 9.5 am i really gonna get what what i want out yeah. of him maybe i can just go a little cheaper go with go with madison go with Bowen. I mean, these they were all players who all have all been good and, and worth owning in fantasy, to be to be sure. But um, there we are, right? Where yeah. even Saka, right? I mean, you know, oh, I can get everything I I want from Sun, but but a million cheaper with Saka, and it's like, well, it, you know, here we are, and Sun is fourteen points above Saka. He's sixteen points above Madison, um, eighteen above Bowen. Um, now I'm just naming players, but you know, it's yeah. a, it's it, but it's it, it, there's a his ceiling is so high, right? It's like it, 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 along with Salah, it's like they're just capable of really massive returns. And, and that's really why you have to pay the premium for those players. Yeah. And this extends to the defense as well, because Trippier is the top scoring defender. Now you have Trent Alexander Arnold, who is uh, really not had a great season fantasy wise thus far. And that he is more expensive but still, if you if you just look at the top point scorers in the game right now, it really does correlate to the basic understanding of who is the best player on this team. Salah, yep. best attacking player on Liverpool. Holland, best attacking player on City. Son, Watkins, Mbomo. When Tony is not there, we would look to Mbomo. Saka, yep. uh, Bowen at West Ham. So logic. It's very it, even though it feels like a totally chaotic season. Um, the logic is winning the day and the best players yeah, the are really looks, leading the charge. You're right. The table looks very logical, doesn't it? Like, the, like I'm looking at midfields right now. It's like Salah, Sun. I mean, okay, Mbomo's maybe a little higher than you'd expect, although I think Mbomo was one of the most highly owned players going into the season, so that's not like a, a shocker at all. Madison's been excellent. Bo- yeah, Bowen. I mean, yeah, it's certainly like when you get like the top six are all kind of – you know the the players that you would, would right. think would be there so it does maybe it hasn't it, been as chaotic i, I think maybe the chaos gets into the mid-range which no one has really nailed that's why you know there was a long a week-long conversation about cole palmer leading up to right. game week 10 because then yeah you get beyond these sort of talismanic figures and you have uh netto in there Matthias jensen and brentford Wang Hee Chan, who's having a tremendous season and and a, a random assortment of of defenders like like Romero 
at at yeah. Spurs. And Spurs rarely have they been known for their stout defense, but um, they're playing very well. Vicario is so good. I think yeah. that's like the big difference. I, yeah. I feel like he saved a bunch of goals for them. Vicario and Van de Ven, just like right there. That, those are your two transformative signings uh, in the Premier League this season. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so I, I think that it's it, it's just like I I I and that's I think where I ultimately came down because I there was an easier move I could have made this week where I could have gone, um, I could have brought in, I you know I could have moved Sun for Saka and it might have, uh, you know, it, it just like I it went it might have simplified things a little bit in terms of like team structure and things like that. Mm-hmm. But in the end, it was just like I'm just gonna stick with I, I just you know I've been I, I think someone mentioned this to me on social media. I'd shared my team a few days before and they were like. You know, you just keep going back and forth the sun. It's like you have them, you drop them, you have them, you drop them. You have them. It's like maybe you just don't drop them. <laughs> right. And it sort of stuck with me. And I was like, yeah, maybe I just don't. Like, what? This is, it's so, it's so like, it's, it's so tiring to like, it's like at some point I just have to admit that like Harry Kane left. Son is yeah. filling the role, right? Daddy's he's playing gone as, and he's not yeah, it, yeah, exactly. And I guess in Bomo is kind of the same, it's the same thing, right? It's like, the yeah the the big the big the big forward in the center is gone and the little the little winger is uh <laughs> you know taking over taking over the role and I, I think that's very very and both those players to their great credit have are talented enough to yeah. to step up and so I, sometimes it is and maybe that's kind of what I'm trying to say with this first point which is that sometimes it is that simple right sometimes you can just there's a very clear narrative and Bomo like Brentford are a smart club right they recruit well they're they've got they've got an excellent coach. They're gonna find a way to make it work, right? They're gonna have these dips, which like, I feel like Brentford more than like any kind of top, like one of the like the like you know I feel like they're like the best mid-table club or whatever. You know, they're like one of the like there's such a mm-hmm. like you, you can't imagine them ever getting relegated, right? It's yeah. just I feel like at least in the, under the current the foundation is just really strong with the way that yeah. squad has been built over the last five years plus. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. And so yeah, I mean like Watkins came from there, right? It's like a you know it's a really yeah, solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ben Rama. Yeah, so you can sort of and so the, if you sort of thought about it logically, it's like right. Well, like they're gonna find a way to to score goals, right? It's just like, they're going to, you know, and Mboma is going to be a, a huge part of that. And the same thing with, with, with Son, which is that Ainge, um, you know, started things out uh, with, with Richarlison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, this ain't working. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't we just like throw our best player up front and see if he can score some goals. And it was like, Oh no, that worked. That was like, yeah. really, really effective. And having heavy Madison there obviously helps us too, because Madison just, just, yeah, you know, first player since Erickson who can just like move the ball around for Spurs, right? Yeah, I it reminds me of Madison at Spurs reminds me when Bruno Fernandez first moved to Manchester United and you were like, "Oh, wow. You just get a creative sort of personality personality that has a lot yep. of talent in the middle of the park and it can unlock so many possibilities. Yep. The shine is worn off of Bruno for many different reasons related to yep. that club, I'm sure. But He's Madison like least responsible though, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. right, right. He remains yeah. like a really top, top class talent. But James Madison has just unlocked all of this potential that may not we may not see if he weren't there. So the way speaking of like squad building, like what Spurs did in just a few months is is mind blowing, honestly. Yeah, I think it's I, it's I, it's great because I think, I just think it makes the Premier League more fun, right? I mean, the mm-hmm. the top of the table right now, you've just got um, I don't know Spurs, Arsenal, Man City. It's like a, it's a fun it's a fun year so far. So I, I actually think it, it it always helps when they when when they align when fantasy is fun. The Premier League isn't, and I, I and I was saying this 
even two weeks ago when I was at 3.4 million or whatever, but like the season is fun and the season mm-hmm. is, it was keeping me going even when my, my season wasn't going well. And I, I have been enjoying the actual narrative. Um, all I have to say, I did not enjoy the Manchester Derby today, Brandon. That was not, uh, I was looking forward to it. It was, it, it felt like it was like the slow asphyxiation. Yeah. Of, it was cold blooded. Yeah, it really yeah, it was. was. It, yeah, it, it was yeah. like a Coen brothers film in that like, uh, <laughs> some poor innocent yeah. chap just gets murdered by pure yeah. evil. Deserves <laughs> it real deserves got nothing to do yeah. with it. Kind of, kind of feeling. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to uh, our next one here, which is, uh, it kind of, it brings, I mean, Bomo is a part of this as well, but, there, you know, the, this idea of X minutes uh, is something that I have been slightly resistant to. I don't know if I'm resistant because I don't believe it because I, I think I do. Um, but it's like it's almost just like ah, like it's like a kind of laziness to it, too. It's like, am I, am I really going to sort of like factoring this into my like yeah. <laughs> decision making process? Can you or tell like me what you mean by X minutes? Is this just down to I need my player to be on there till the 90th minute? Whatever the yeah. cost. Well, it's 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 an idea that's that's it's gotten more popular on a lot of these um, data driven websites. Uh, I'll show an FPL review here because I'm a uh, you know I'm a, I'm a fan of theirs and, and a supporter for that matter. And uh, uh, you know they you can sort players and you can weigh them by how many minutes they're expected to play. And um, and it's I, I have thought for a while that it was like a slightly over. And you know and there there are exceptions. I mean, Sun um, is, is still frequently subbed at the 74th minute. But I think. I, I just feel like so far this season we have seen the value of of expected minutes, and I think there's a, you can think of two examples, kind of immediately uh, that, that come to mind. Um, and maybe I'm maybe they're sticking with me more because I, I benefited from them so much. But it really, I think they do, they just point to why when you're looking at a transfer, you know, think about how many, like, you know, are they, if you're kind of weighing two options, right? Like, mm-hmm. Oh, I like this. I like this team. I might like their fixtures a little bit better than the other one, or I might, you know, whatever. But it's like, how many minutes did this guy play mm-hmm. <laughs> is a big factor. And I think that Mbomo is an example of this. So like if you're weighing like Mbomo versus Matoma, let's say, Mbomo is going to play virtually every single minute for, um, for Brentford. And we see, you see the benefit of that, late in these matches it's almost like hockey right like where you get these open goal situations and obviously mm-hmm. today was an extreme example of that but like you do get these moments where if they're just on the pitch long enough sometimes the, the, the there's going to be a breakaway and they're just going to get an extra chance or they're going to get an extra assist extra goal and we saw the exact same thing happen with Salah last week and Salah is kind of the x minutes king right because mm-hmm. One of the reasons everybody loves to captain Sal is you're like, we saw it today, right? It's like, well, it looks like it might not be his day. And then it's like, ah, 78th minute, right? <laughs> just like, feast, just yeah. feast on somebody's mm-hmm. mistake. Uh, yep. Matt Turner's in this case. Uh, I mean, yep. uh, some some talent and pitch awareness by Sal, and he's always ready to spring that trap, which you, yep. you love to see. Counts. But yeah, yep. His, yep. his he's just feasting uh, all the time. And I kind yeah. of, as you're alluding to, there are going to be more scraps. If I can push this metaphor extremely yeah. far, there are going to be yeah. more scraps to feed on at the end of the match when exactly. all the op- opposition team is, is spent or when mm-hmm. like Chelsea in that Mbomo goal, Chelsea are just like a, no points is no good to us. We are going yeah. to risk this entire match to try yep. to score on this set piece, including taking uh, our dope goalkeeper all the way up to, uh, to the corner. Yeah, it was weird. I mean, I actually think Ollie Watkins falls into this category as well. I mean, I know that he does 
uh, occasionally get subbed now that they have, um, you know, in, in Duran, um, a decent aspect. Of, although Duran has been injured for, um, is he, is he back? I guess he's still flagged. I don't know. Maybe he'll be, but like, you know, but I mean, Watkins look, looking at him this season, he's played, he's played the full 90 and eight out of 10 matches. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, and it just like, I, we've seen it time and time again, where it's like, you know, Oh, like, one more one like one last chance for Ollie, one last Watkins goal. I think I think that actually happened just last week, right? I think in the West Ham match, mm-hmm. they were up three one and then Ollie scored a goal in the eighty yep. sixth minute or something Precisely. like that. Um so I think that it's um, you know, I, I just think that I am I'm gonna start factoring into my decision making a little more and, and sort of taking it seriously. This idea that, well, I'm considering a couple of different options. Maybe I lean towards the one who it's just going to be on the pitch for an extra 20 minutes every match. And maybe that kind of outweighs a slightly inferior run of fixtures. Um, yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. I, I pooed this I th- last season when they went to five substitutions and I just didn't think managers were, would take full advantage of it. And I think this season we're seeing more substitutions and more changing of tactics. I mean, as the, as other managers catch up to where the, um, really successful ones in the league are in terms of in-game management. I think that's why we're seeing more of these players, uh, you know, coming off at halftime, coming off around the 60th and the 75th minute. And then the fixture pile up thing too. You look at Arsenal, they're like, we have a deep squad, some talented guys. We're going to use it. Maybe we don't even need to play Odegaard or Odegaard is coming off at the 75th minute every time. So then, um, that leads you that's that's where you can gain an edge i think in the strategy is while point number 1 was just look at all the most expensive best players on the best teams the edge is well look at the x minutes guys for the mid table yeah. teams yeah yeah mid table even top of the table right because i mean this is um saka versus odegaard is another example right where saka uh, he actually it's funny cuz he actually did get subbed yesterday but that was a uh, that was a demolition like that. If he was yeah. ever going to get subbed, it was, you know, four Sheffield United soul was uh, taken from them. Yeah, exactly. But in general, he's, he's, he's almost always on the pitch for, for the whole match. And, and Odegaard, despite being such an incredibly important player for Arsenal does get subbed more often than, than, than Saka does for sure. Um, and uh, I guess they have a couple of deep, like Vieira being like a player is a big thing for Arsenal now too. I don't think, you know, last year was first season. I don't think he was quite ready to, to ever kind of fill in in any of these attacking mm-hmm. positions. Now it feels like he can a little bit and granted he could sort of play as the, as a soccer replacement or a, um, an Odegaard replacement, I suppose. I mean, Kai Havertz, uh, I think in theory he was supposed to be in that, <laughs> hasn't worked, well, has it? Has not quite worked out. No. Uh, anyway, all right. So let's move on to uh, point number three here, Brandon. Uh, number three. Number. F- oh, it is number three. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is that uh, vibes still matter. Okay. Yes. Um, that it's it's so it's funny because I, I just did X minutes. I am I am nodding and and sort of given one to analytics FC. Now I'm going to pull it back, Brandon, Do it. and say that vibes vibes are still an important factor to consider. I'll give you four clubs. Give you the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. The good, Spurs, it's just they're 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 rooting for each other. This is a, the the energy is good. Like there's they're scoring yeah. goals. The defense is good. Everything the energy like they just there's like an element of just sort of like. They're a fun team this year. They really the are. Vibes like the, yeah, are the vibes so are so good. good at Spurs that even Richarlison can't squash them. That's how good yes. the vibes are there. 
That's true. That's true. Even Richarlison had his like really dramatic moment, right? The late sub, the mm-hmm. Richarlison. Have you seen this? There's some there's some TikTok where these guys like act out, like they act as the announcer. Oh sure yeah, the those sense. Australian twin brothers. They look yeah. like twins anyway. Yeah, yeah they wear like yeah, Xbox funny. headsets and do uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. reenact like the Aguero oh. goal and all that. I yeah, think they're, they're brilliant. Fun. Yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah, they're, uh, yeah, they're great. Uh, and so Spurs and Villa are are like. At they and you know they they bought well their manager I mean like it's not like it's not just vibes right but it's a sort of a by, byproduct of of good sales of um of a team that feels like they're sort of clicking um and sort of across the yeah, the attack and the defense um and sort of that is just they're just like a team that you can kind of feel a little more confident uh, like making transfers for their for their players and uh, I think. And maybe like when it comes to the good, that's like just a less interesting place to go because obviously like a team that's that's clicking and playing well and winning is like a place you want to look for with transfers. But I think the bad is what, mm-hmm. is the more important thing here, which is Man United and Chelsea. And I think a lot of people would attribute their rough start this season to holding on to Man United players for you and I both included, right? Holding on to Man United players for longer mm-hmm. than they should because all the underlines are there, like as, especially with Bruno and even Rashford to a degree. Like uh, it seems like they're the players that you want to have. Like they're, they're <laughs> somewhat affordable. Um, you know, they're, they're creating chance. Like it's everything sort of clicks, but all you have to do is sort of take a deep breath, take a step back, look at what's, look at what the vibes are like. Do a vibe club, check. Right. Do a vibe check. It's like they have no defense at the moment, uh, right? I mean, the entire, I mean, like, just, I mean, the fact that we're in 20, we're in, you know, 2013, almost 2014, and you have Maguire and Evans starting, yeah. uh, you know, a Manchester Derby. You're saying you, just, you had a Kaiser Sose moment, like the end of usual suspects uh, yeah, holding a your coffee, coffee cup, cup. fell from my, yeah, oh, when, I, I didn't even, they didn't give me a cup today. Remember, I, the, the, the glass, yeah, the I glass one. Drink my, when, <laughs> when you realized I've captained Salah, yet Holland is going up against Maguire, Lindelof, and Johnny yeah. Evans, what? Wait, what did I do? Did I just let Kaiser Soze leave knowledge? my office? Did we, did we know that, that McGuire and Evans were going to start this Sunday? I feel like well, the, who that, else was going to play? I guess we we could have yeah. logically. I mean, Lindelof inter- played too, so I I don't know. I, I guess I didn't know they were necessarily going to go three at the back. I think right. he's playing like a like a fullback technically, but it turns okay. into uh, okay. basically the way Pep sets up his back line in a way. Yeah. But yeah, I mean the the point is right. Yeah, Martinez, uh, Wambasaka, Shaw, all all gone. All players who would most likely start a match like this. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe I, I think actually Wambasaka probably would just for his defensive capabilities. So, uh, and then Ka- yeah, Casemiro isn't in there as well. Uh, it's just like it's 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 pretty rough at the moment. And so I think that it's you know, and then Chelsea are kind of the other example too, where I the vibes in some ways are a little better there, but it's like. They're just sort of teetering on the brink. It just feels like it's like it, anxiety inducing. It's like it's like when they do well, it feels like it's like a it's a per, it's like a you know it's like fine china. You're just like ah, yeah. like I don't you know it's like any this can go like I, I have to be very careful like how I put this on the table. Like it's just you know I just yeah. don't trust any I don't trust anyone on that team. I mean Cole Palmer is fine to have because he's five million. You don't have to start him every week, right? But mm-hmm. it's like. But in general, it's like I mean, look at look at Raheem Sterling. It's just the way he wraps these these double digit returns around nothing, right? And and again, we're we're trying. I'm trying to keep this somewhat fantasy focused here, but it's just like so frustrating, right? It's a, a blank blank. Let's see, it's a two pointer, two pointer, sixteen pointer, 
0-222-19-22, right? So take yeah. away the 19-pointer and take away the 16-pointer, and he has blanked in every single fixture this season. Like, I mean, obviously you can't just take the like those those points do matter, but it's just remarkable to me. Like, I, I can't remember ever seen that before, where it's eight blanks and two absolutely insane fixtures, and uh, yeah, so Burnley and Luton. So yeah, so that that leads us into uh, into the next points, does <laughs> yes, it not? <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, so uh, beyond the vibes uh, that we need to check, this is shaping up to be an all time horrible season for promoted squads or the batch of promoted squads this season are just like one of the all-time lousiest so you you call out the raheem sterling double digit hauls well those all correspond to these promoted sides and sheffield united is is definitely i think the worst of the bunch here and have become like a a real like look at who's playing sheffield united next game week can I get what player playing Sheffield United? Can I get, can I captain a player who is playing them? And they, the, these promoted teams are now really targetable uh, in, in fantasy, the way they weren't last season. Or yep. like, I mean, name the, the last season where we spent so much time targeting these teams, even like the worst Norwich, Norwich, God, there's a, there's a neighboring <laughs> town up by me called Norwich. And they all in New York <laughs> insist on calling it Norwich, but even the, the worst Norwich city teams, uh, yeah. we weren't talking about in these terms. So what, what happened no. here, Josh? I don't, I don't really understand it. Yeah. Because I mean, last year, you look at, look at forest and forest, even though they had the kind of like off season, that was sort of comical where they added 50 players, you know, it's mm-hmm. a couple of years. So that's the summer before last, but kind of instantly it was like, ah, oh, I guess they're not bad. Right. It was sort of like, kind of, they could sort of figure it out. And, uh, and Bournemouth were sort of the same way where there's like, like, so maybe, I don't know. It feels like maybe, maybe Bournemouth had a pretty rough start last year too. And so it, things could turn around a little bit, but I think, it just doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel like, and I think the, one of the reasons that it doesn't feel that way is because I can't remember there ever being a promoted, like a, a batch of three promoted teams and there isn't a single player. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously Fulham last year were, were like just, they were like mid table from like the minute they got <laughs> yeah. there. Right. They were just good. And so, um, you know, you know, they have three players, three teams that have no players that you would own in fantasy outside. I don't know. I mean, maybe, I mean, I had Morris for a couple of weeks. It sort of worked out. But it's just like not you don't really want to be invested in any of them. Right. It's yeah. it, it just feels like. Um, and so I, I think what I know, I, and of course, that's always true to a degree in general, captaining players and and targeting the the promoted sites is, is valuable. But I don't think we've actually taken it quite far enough this year. Um, and I think that it's thinking about someone like in Ketia um, at home to you know, in the Sheffield United match where it just. I don't know. Obviously you had to kind of be in a wild card for a move mm-hmm. like that to really make sense maybe, but like, you know, going for, going for Nketiah and just saying, you know what, it's, he's cheap and they're playing, um, they're playing Sheffield United at home. I can always transfer him out later, but I want to just target this one fixture and boom, hat trick, right? Could have had four. Yeah. And, and so sort of thinking about this more, right? You talked about Sterling and mm-hmm. what he's done against Luton and Luton and Burnley. And, and I think you can kind of go up and down and, and lo and behold, I think next week we've got a really difficult, um, captaincy decision because Salah plays Luton town and 
but so do you do you captain solid home to Ludentown or do you captain uh Erwin Holland, Holland or home to Bournemouth? I think it's an incredible debate. It's it's one of the toughest yeah. captaincy decisions of the season. All right. The extension of the horrible promoted sides this season is all of the Premier League sides that are getting a stay of ex- execution because of this. Like yeah. Bournemouth, maybe Everton, Everton picking up a little bit of steam. Yeah. But um I don't want I, I'm worried that if we if we push this promoted side narrative too far, that suddenly we're blind we're blinkered to oh city are home hosting Bournemouth. Don't overthink it. Well, I don't know. I mean, first of all, there's like that's an interesting question. Combined across those two matches, how many goals will be scored this weekend? Just just by Man City and uh and and Liverpool. I think I'd put the over under on 11 goals wow. across those two matches. <laughs> I would guess FanDuel is going to have that something closer to like seven and a half. Um, seven and a half is too low. I'd, I'd put all my, I'd, I'd, I'd put a second mortgage on my home okay. for seven and a half. I think we're, <laughs> I think we're going to go over that for sure. Uh, not that I even know. I'm going to buy a home and then mortgage that home. Brandon. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Okay. So then let's, let's extrapolate this further. Uh, something that's not on our list is home and away. I think that, riddle was solved uh, generations ago playing home is good however <laughs> if you're Luton and you're hosting Liverpool where do you do the vibe check there and say Luton have to at least put on a show for their home supporters my god this is one of the fixtures that these supporters have been waiting for since promotion is we're going to host the mighty Liverpool let's see what? how our team can attack is Luton going to be w- super open because let's of see. the pressure to attack yeah, let's see. Well, their last home match was uh, they as a one nil lost to Spurs. Kind of a fluky one though, right? Because you had the the red card uh, yeah. in that one, and lots uh, of missed chances by Spurs to yeah. start that match. Yeah, and then before that, it was a two one loss to Burnley. Uh, before that, it was a one one draw with Wolves. That's kind of before Wolves picked up some momentum though. Then it was a one two loss to West Ham, um, and that's it because they had that kind of funky start because of their stadium. And so uh, we don't actually have like a ton to go on so far with, yeah. with Luton and in, in, in home matches. I mean, they, they haven't been winning. I can tell you that much, Brandon, so. <laughs> but they haven't, get, they haven't been getting blown out. No, uh, they haven't. Not to the degree they have in the road. That's true. Chelsea, they lost three nil um, at Stanford bridge. They lost three uh, one um, today. And actually in general, you know, I have to say, I mean, they, well, I guess they did lose four one to Brighton. Okay, they got they got some nice bloods in there, but they they don't have like remember Southampton. Uh, however, when they were still in the Premier League, they uh, you know <laughs> once a year they'd always have like a nine yeah. one yeah. loss, and yeah, you know, Luton haven't gotten absolutely destroyed yet. But Brandon, it's not too late, and I think it could happen as soon as this weekend with uh, with Liverpool. Wonderful stuff. Well, uh, blessings to all of the supporters of. Burnley, Luton, and Sheffield United, uh, you'll live again. Uh, we're mm-hmm. sure of it. And the way the championship is going right now, Josh, I mean, Leicester, Leeds, and Southampton are all knocking on the door to get back into the Premier League. So once you're in, you're you're in and part of an exclusive club, even if you're asked to leave the Premier League for a season. You'll be right <laughs> back. True. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I, I'm glad that Leicester will most likely be coming right back up. It doesn't feel the same, Brandon. We, we, you know, we, the best match, I, the, the best match experience I had um, last yeah. time around, the uh, last UK trip was Yuri, Yuri was Telemans is Yuri Telemans is going to be dying for Leicester to get back into the 
uh, Premier League so he can get go back. start, get minutes again. Isn't that funny? Who would have thought that he would not be able to get minutes? At, I mean, Villa have obviously been awesome, but I just assumed he'd be a big part of it. It's kind of interesting. Me too. Me too. I guess All right, so, what's next? Is Douglas Louise kind of taking his spot? Is that really... I think so. Yeah. 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 And I don't know. So Emmy Buendia out injured. Does that then reset Unai Emery's tactics even further to ice? Though if if, if you're Yuri Tielemans, you're thrilled to be along for whatever journey Aston Villa is having uh, this season to be playing in Europe and continue to play in Europe. Uh, Good on you, man. All right. We got one last point here, Brandon, which is, um, Kind of a classic. I feel like this is this is very much in our wheelhouse, which is something you and I typically believe, which is that you can still get by through 10 weeks, more or less ignoring your defense. Now, I will say mm-hmm. what I think is that you can kind of ignore defense the first half of the season and that defense becomes increasingly important the second half of the season, especially in the mid-table clubs where they start to realize oh my God, the only way that we're going to be able to stay up is a lot of nil-nils and yes. one-nils. And we need to start focusing on that. It was the, who was the Fulham manager a few years ago? Who? Oh, Scotty Parker. Mm-hmm. Scotty Parker tried to take that to its logical extreme, which was, what about if every match was nil-nil? And that, that yeah. you can't go quite that far. But he in was, general, he, you yeah. see the tighten up. Scott Parker was close to like, what if we just don't show up? Like, what if we come up with more and more elaborate <laughs> excuses as to why we can't play today? <laughs> it was so weird. I have a tummy ache, I, that sort of a thing. I was really, I thought it would work out with him. I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe there's still time, I guess. He's, he's a young man. Oh, he um, went out to yeah. manage in the Champions League at Club Bruges and everyone hated him there. And uh, um, yeah, it, it's it's like you don't want to see, you see it happening with Steven Gerrard. It's like you don't want to yeah. see a player's playing career like fully erased and tarnished by just how yeah. weird they are as managers. It's just like, you just like look at Ange, look at Bielsa. It's you you're going to keep getting jobs if deserby you can like it's okay to concede goal if if you can find a way it's not easy clearly but if you can find a way to score a ton of goals yeah then people will always love you like you will like that that, that kind of manager will always be in demand uh, even yeah. if even if it doesn't actually ultimately work out in the end cuz it's just people people enjoy watching teams that try to win. but anyway this that this is nothing to do with with my point here which is that um first half of the season i think everyone kind of goes for it and and they try to open things up a little bit and so i think you can kind of ignore the defense the first half of the season and you know we're 10 weeks in we still have you know what is it nine weeks to go uh before uh we're in the second half of the season so we got plenty of time mm-hmm. left we're basically just like a quarter of the way through right now um and you look at the top of the defensive table outside of trippier you've got uh anderson at 4.9 million ben white who um i guess he's five seven now and he's probably uh, honestly a little underrated by the by the pocket actually really could have scored in that Sheffield United match too he had a great chance I don't like the new haircut I think that's it's unfortunate um but that's I'll (laughs) save that for for my haircut pod um yeah you've got uh yeah but Romero uh even further down um they're still kind of climbing their way up because they had a rough start to the season but uh Shar and Byrne have both been terrific I know I know Byrne got a zero pointer in that Wolves the Wolves have kind of sneakily come on haven't they I feel like actually I, I've just yeah. not seen like I, I I've somehow every year there's like a couple teams that I just feel like I haven't like watched play and I think Wolves are in that category for me or just feel like I haven't like sat down and watched a Wolves match straight yeah. up for two hours yeah I, I'm season. I'm pleased for Gary O'Neill uh because he was unjustly uh asked to leave Bournemouth uh Bournemouth uh 
bad they have a bad record going back to Scott Parker of like bringing yeah. in the new shiny managerial yeah. toy and getting owned for it. But Wolves have a bit of an issue with uh, with uh, Neto going off with a hamstring injury yeah. uh, this yeah, weekend. So he's yeah. been he's been so driving good. force so good recently too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Chan has been really good though too. Um, he's had like some really really nice. Yeah. Hey, honestly, I continue to forget that he's a midfielder. And then you look, <laughs> yeah. you look and you're like, oh right, right. You know, he's, he's like, I guess he would be another. I don't know. That's probably maybe he's less. It's just less appealing without without Neto there to kind of take away some of the defensive attention. Yeah. But he's a, he's a he's a cheap midfield option too. The thing about these defenders, going back to the point where we're making about don't care about your defense too much, is the defenders getting the most FPL points right now. A large majority of them are center backs, and we typically in our squads try to focus on the attacking returns because there's so yeah. much high upside with attacking fullbacks like Matty Cash or Kieran Trippier. But yeah. you've got, you know, Anderson and Gahey, Shar, Tarkovsky. Uh, and then you, you have like um, center backs being played kind of out of position, whether it's Caldwell yeah. or, or Byrne. Uh, so there's, yeah. it's, uh, or, and, and then it's the center backs getting all the attacking returns from Van de Ven yeah. and Joachim Anderson, et cetera. So it's very confusing. And it's not a, a part of your fantasy team where you want to be points chasing. So just like try to engage in your transfers elsewhere. Yeah, I think you're right. Confusion just probably points to like inconsistency Mm -hmm. and inconsistency means it's usually not a great investment, right? Like the idea that you're going to kind of throw your try every week to sort of sort. I mean, like I'm sure there is some kind of like FPL whiz out there who's like their specialty is like really focusing on defense. And I I think this this is probably like an interesting um, kind of, path that you could cut there um it seems very boring to me personally but i think there probably there probably is some kind of edge there uh, uh but i think in general for those of us who just are just like being like oh good fixture make transfer mm-hmm. <laughs> like it doesn't work as well with with defenders that's for sure yeah. uh you don't even have x minutes to rely on right because most of them are, are you know 90 minute 90 minute men brandon oh yeah you want you want to prevent yourself from making a dumb defensive transfer based on one fixture just go watch that goal the own goal that emmy martinez scored uh, uh against luton this weekend yeah that's how close yeah. you are to utter disappointment in every yeah. with every clean sheet <laughs> that was a, that, that was really i mean i guess i guess most i think in general like it's very rare that there's a goalkeeper own goal that is just Right. Like it's like the, the, the goalkeeper made the mistake. Yeah. Like yeah. Usually it's a, uh, right. It's just like a, it's a bonk to the top of their head. I mean, Martinez mm-hmm. in particular has been a victim of some, some comedy. Yeah. Goals. Jordan Pickford uh, had that experience earlier this season. It's true. That's right. I have, I, he was, was starting for me when that happened. That was especially fun. All right, Brandon, that is a quick review of the first 10 weeks of the season. Uh, let's take one quick break and we'll uh, look at game week 11. All right, Bernard, back. Game week 11 kicks off with, oh, I forgot, the times, the clocks changed in England. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have not changed yet. They actually changed next weekend for us. So we get a late wake up, the rare late wake up here in the U.S., Brandon. Uh, so uh, usually we'd be on at 730. Now it's on at 830. That's Fulham hosting Man United. Kick things off. I genuinely don't know who's going to win that match. I think that is, a, uh, yeah. I think Fulham would, uh, I would might favor a little bit there. Um, and 
yeah, I thought that was impressive. I mean, Fulham keeping holding Brighton to one goal today was was impressive too. Yeah, um, Fulham can be organized. I mean, they are. If anything, yeah. Fulham are well managed by Marco Silva. He signed a new contract this week to keep him at the club. I think another three years. That's uh, right. So that's good news. But when Paulinha, your uh, your um, your boy. Yeah, when your boy, Paulinha. Now, when Paulinha, <laughs> your midfielder, is scoring a lot of your goals, bit of a bit of a problem. So Fulham can Fulham score against Manchester United? And if they can, then yeah, they can certainly win this match. Yeah. I think uh I think they I think they I mean, yeah, if, if it's Evans and Maguire, then yeah, I think I think they can score. I think they'll they a couple yeah. most likely. Um yeah, so I think it's it, it should be a fun weekend. I think Brentford West Ham should be a fun match. Um they're all kind of fun with West Ham's all over the place right now. I didn't realize that they lost three straight. It's yeah. sort of they, they've had a really they had an impressive start and then um yeah i guess that they've slipped back a little bit um but yeah what are the kind of key fixtures i suppose it would be man city hosting bournemouth um and the liverpool luton match we talked about uh, spurs chelsea's on monday too um I, I suppose you could throw villa forest in there too it's sort of the matches that have the most fan and then new Cam- okay actually brandon like it's, it's every match every match has huge <laughs> fantasy potential all 10 of them yeah. uh no but i mean the newcastle arsenal is a really interesting one I am debating how many Newcastle defenders I'm going to start. Kind of mm-hmm. depends on what happens with the stupid Um And yeah, I think it's, I, you know, I think um, the, the, the key question for me for game week 11 though, is do I captain Mo Salah or do I captain Holland? It sounds like you think the kind of keep it simple approach is just to captain Holland. Yeah, I'm currently on Holland. Um, I don't know. I, I have to give it a little bit more thought. So the goals, yeah. the the manner in which Salah is scoring his goals are just kind of strange to me. The way he's able to repeat it is exceptional. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's scoring a lot of these. It's either a counterattacking move or he's he's cleaning up uh, another mess. And yeah, I, I, I'm. These are the question marks. Now I have, I believe, I believe the that. Liverpool will score against Luton multiple goals. Sure. Mm-hmm. Liverpool are that good, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, what am I trying to, what am I trying to think through with this captaincy? And I, I just think city are too strong and Bournemouth are too weak. Um, and they're home. So it's as simple as that. Yeah. I suppose we have, uh, there are some league cup matches at midweek too. And so maybe, it doesn't really feel hugely relevant for for Salah or Holland. I I can't. I maybe maybe Salah starts. Um, I, right. I think I think Liverpool are are still in it. Right. Yeah. I, I've I, got I've got yeah. the fixtures for Wednesday. West Ham host mm-hmm. Arsenal. Bournemouth host yeah. Liverpool. Chelsea host Blackburn. Everton host Burnley. Ipswich host Fulham and Manchester United host Newcastle. The biggest, the most blockbuster fixture there is Manchester United, Newcastle. You'd expect to see some, you'd probably see some full strength squads. I wonder with Newcastle, because they are so close to getting out of that group of death in the Champions League and they're struggling in the Premier League table that maybe they just forego the league cup and you know, it's a, it's a match for yeah. Matt target and Livramento and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. That's true. And I, I forgot that Newcastle knocked Man City out of the uh, Carabao cup 
uh, in that in that first round. So um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Did they did they did they go all in as a Carabao Cup team this year, Brandon? Is that the uh, do they care about it? Build, build. Do they care about that cup most? Yeah. I don't know. It's a uh, yeah, but I, I think you're right. I mean, with the, the team they're they're building, I don't yeah the the Tonali stuff, which I don't really want to get into too much here, but I that's. And that definitely hurts their team. I mean, I think that's a that's a huge problem for them. And um, yeah, yeah, it's I, you might have seen a little bit of that when that two two draw. It's just I don't think they. Well, I don't honestly. I I don't know because um, uh, I mean, Man City just lost there a few weekends before. So I, Wolves are sort of probably a team that you and I need to reevaluate a little bit and yeah. sort of start start fresh with them. And you know, maybe that's like next week's pod is like uh, Wolves. Wolf, just a whole hour on wolves but now it's like who are the, the teams that we haven't talked about all right it's like we need people like people who are listening if you feel like we haven't talked about your team enough uh let us know and maybe we'll um maybe we'll just uh wouldn't that be fun to do an entire pod where we just didn't talk about the top like six at all like the entire pod was just focused on mid table and below and that it be, would force me to actually learn a Sheffield United starting 11 for once this season exactly exactly <laughs> maybe we don't go yeah exactly maybe well, it's, not it's like a far. midfield pod but yeah let's, let's not go too far uh so transfer decisions I think we talked about that a little bit already I so I, I'm kind of with you though. I'm I'm leaning towards Holland I it was actually I don't know looking at the Luton fixtures was kind of it was it was reassuring to me a little bit. I, in my head, I was, I, I thought I was going to be mm-hmm. seeing more five ones and like, I, it just feels like they're getting smoked. Um, but they have kept it respectable in most cases. And, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I, listen, it's also one of those weeks where they probably both get double digit returns. And so you yeah. can drive yourself absolutely crazy to debate between the two of them. And it could be that one gets 16 and one gets 12 right and it's hard to know you know any any given week i mean i i went um i went holland over mo last week and that was a Mm -hmm. uh cost me eight points and i went mo over holland this week and it cost me eight points and i sort of feel fine with the decision in both cases right i mean even though that's 16 points missed out on but you just can't it's just really hard with these like top top players to I mean, to score a goal is difficult. It's hard to it's hard to predict competently. Oh, they're going to score. They're going to get multiple attacking returns in a match. Yeah. Marginal decisions this season. Let's add this to our list in the middle of yeah. the podcast. Point number yeah. six. Yeah. This season, marginal decisions have been so massive for everybody's yeah. team. Wrong captain yeah. choice, red arrow. Yeah. Wrong transfer, yeah. red arrow. Yeah. Uh, and don't have Watkins, random players like Watkins, or like you make those those choices. I want Son over Salah on the wrong yep. week, and yep. these are really defining our seasons so far. Um, yeah, with the Luton thing, I wonder if it's if we've been promoted, team pilled, and it's like I was saying, I don't know the starting eleven of Sheffield United. With Luton, is it because? Like you were saying earlier, there are no players worth having in our fantasy squads. It's making us like extra not paying it, pay attention to these promoted teams. I Therefore, so. we're not really reckoning yeah. with, well, Luton are good against this type of formation or these, this, yeah. et cetera. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm curious now, now, now that we're actually talking about this, like uh, I'm going to go to FB ref here real quick. And I'm just curious between um who do you think has the highest uh, x goals conceded between Bournemouth and Luton like I, I wonder which one is uh, the uh yeah good question here yeah um, well I'd go Luton I suppose 
Yeah, let's see here. I'm, I'm, but I bet it's just, close. You just talk. You just talk for a minute while I, while I look this up. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. The 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 team XG. I I am all, I'm also interested to see how it shakes out up front because it looked like uh, Arsenal are above Man City in the table right now, just on um, number of goals scored, and it's just yeah. wild to me the narrative of. Arsenal aren't scoring this season, but still they've scored one more goal than Man City have this season. Yeah. So I feel like there's still not enough of this data that's entering our heads to factor in these fantasy decisions. Well, I'm not going to belabor this, Brandon. The The long and short of it is uh, I wasn't uh, smart enough to, to find this quickly enough to, <laughs> to discuss in the pod. site is very yeah. elaborate, and there's a <laughs> lot of data too, there. Too much information. All right, well, anyway, I think that, I think they both they, – neither neither squad has had um, a, a great defensive season, yeah, clearly. So, uh, But maybe I'll, I'll – now that I'm trying to lean into this stuff a little more, maybe I'll use that as a, as a, as a yeah. tiebreaker if one is significantly higher than the other. Yeah, I I think Newcastle Arsenal is the fixture in game week 11 that has the most fantasy implications when you get outside of that captaincy argument, because uh, I feel like I'd feel good in your shoes not having to reckon with an Arsenal asset because you don't have an Arsenal attacker or defender. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but then the question for you, as you said, is how how big do you go on your Newcastle defense? But this is a fixture where it managers will look at it and say, that's going to cancel out all of my fantasy assets from Newcastle and Arsenal. I want to be a little bit more optimistic about this fixture and say, maybe this will be a high scoring and all of the defenders and attacking players are going to score goals. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm hopeful with Odegaard. I feel like this match is too important for yeah. a title chase for Arsenal that, um, that Arteta wouldn't start him. I no, I no, I think that's I think everyone it's it's both both teams put out their best 11 for yeah. this one for sure I think. And I think um I also think that this match the the Newcastle Washington match is the if you can only watch one match this weekend what is it mm-hmm. uh, answer. I think that it's it's clearly the the premier match this weekend. I think it should be a lot of fun. Um, Spurs Chelsea on Monday is an interesting one too. I'm, I'm sort of curious because Chelsea have put in some pretty good performances recently. Um, the, you know, the, the match with Arsenal at the bridge, they uh, you know, really basically into the last 15 minutes or so, um, you know, had a really strong performance and, uh, yeah, and I'm with you on Palmer too. It's one sign of how well players doing is how often they show him on the screen, right? It feels like he's getting <laughs> yeah. he's getting all the screen time right now for Chelsea. He's kind of all over the ball. Yeah, cuts an interesting figure that that Cole Palmer. I will say, uh, weirdly, Everton Brighton is a fixture that I would highlight for somebody new to the league. That okay. you know that could be a dour affair, but. Listen, as we've covered a lot, Brighton just don't play defense anymore. That's just not in their their uh, on their task list. And yep. Yep. I I think that there are goals in this game uh, for both sides. I think that will be a fun one. All right, Brennan. So we we did the captain options. Talked about transfers. Uh, we did our um, one match to watch this weekend. Finally, Brennan, uh, who is your ex dih ex dog and him? As brought to you by the Hit Movie Strays. Well, going back to Everton Brighton, I thought Dominic Calvert-Lewin's turn and goal against West Ham this morning was very good, outrageously good. Love to see Calvert-Lewin back. I think against Brighton, he's going to have that dog in him, and yeah. I think I think a brace is coming for DCL. 
Whoa, a, a brace for D- you're going. You're going two goals. Yeah, yeah, mega stray, mega strays. Okay, I like it. I think uh, I'm gonna go. This is a little off the board here. I think, but I think it's 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 time for a comeback. He did score in game week nine, so it's not not that long ago. But I think um, it's time for him to reinsert himself. Sometimes you know these these matches the the vitality they're just like. They're like a, they're like a, a team refreshed, Brandon, and I mm-hmm. think that uh, that Johan Wissa is going to uh, come back. Wait, is that the name of the Brentford Stadium? No, I know I'm doubting myself. The G Tech, the Vitality the is where Bournemouth play. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, they start with. G, I was like, are Brandon, you going to say? They, are yeah. you going to say Erling Holland? <laughs> no, but they're yeah, they're, they're playing. Yeah, at, yeah, yeah they're they're playing at home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's, 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 I lost my my mojo here a little bit, but yeah, the G Tech. Uh, we've all seen Brentford put in some great performances at the G Tech, and I think that Johan Wissa is mm-hmm. finally going to reassert himself now i could have gone in bumo obviously but we all know already that he's got that dog in him brandon that's you don't sure. pick players like in bumo or holland for this they we already know they got that dog i'm familiar with the josh landon reverse trick uh reverse jinx so you know if you put the dih <laughs> on visa that Mboma is going to walk away with all the points i don't know, uh, I see I don't know what i'm i don't know what i'm saying here i did i did do that with sun on friday but i it only works if i uh if i genuinely mean it when i say it i uh it never works i'm trying i don't yeah. think an, an intentional reverse jinx has never actually worked for me okay. uh, i have to be actually genuinely angry at the player that i'm tweeting about for it to, <laughs> to work yeah uh, yeah all right well anyway that's your pod for this week good luck to everybody this weekend a reminder once again that on november 10th friday evening from 7 p.m on we will be at belushi's in the dugout uh, that is their downstairs space we've got it all evening come by whenever you'd like get there at seven o'clock get there at 9 57 whatever you want uh come by and uh, say hi to the cheaters totally free event uh we just want to see as many uh listeners as possible and, and friends you know that we've made over the years uh in the uk and new and, and yeah. meet people for the first time which we do every every time which is awesome as well yeah really looking forward to our stay in the london bridge area uh if you have Rex and your favorite bars or your favorite uh grocer at the borough market we're taking all of them uh, that's true yeah and our, and our match day our experiences visit, are going to be great yeah. if you, and if you watch the fpl show uh that the premier league offers josh and i will be on it friday morning uh i think maybe kelly that's summers true. will be will be there we'll see we'll i hope s- so we'll see, we'll see. We'll yeah see. they all they all have greater uh star wattage than the cheaters so we'll do our best to bring our a game to the fpl show so lots going on wow. during our yeah. uk uh Making trip our own wattage you know <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> uh, well, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, once again, you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating to support the pod. Uh, and Brandon, uh, I'll do the uh, Patreon thank Please yous this ahead. week. Thank you to Mike DePietro, Trevor Ingerson, our buddy Chris Howell. Bob was, Chris, I haven't talked to him in a while. I got a, you know, the Tennessee beat Michigan State in exhibition today by one point. It was very annoying. Uh, but congrats to you, Chris. Uh, Bob Kuhn, James Holland, Dave Wagner Lodal, Nick Wright, who's going to be out of town, sadly, when we're in the UK. Dang. Lazarus Yanos, Jesse Halstead, Bruce Kerr, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Todd Byerly, Andy Portlock at FPL Merch. Gary Swanson, Jefferson Turner, Buffalo Wild Mings, Francis Moore, Sam Shower, Caleb Robbie, Vulgar Paulson Kruger, Alex Holcomb, James Keatley, The Saint, Bob Fox, Craig Jackson, Shalin F. Kadakia, Terrence O'Donnell, Paul Herzig, Heath Cram, Thomas Tisloff, Noah and Louise. Great to see you guys this weekend. Travis Grant, Julio Pena, Linus Vennerstrom, Dan Parsons, James C., Matthew Skinner, Furrow Jacobson, Brennan, Daniel Hart, Lolly, and Ben Coombs. 
Thank you so much to everyone who supports the podcast, especially uh, those Patreon supporters who are the, the P- Patreon producers who help, um, you know, allow us to do this podcast every Sunday evening. Absolutely. Another help to us is rating, reviewing, and subscribing wherever you get your podcast. Never miss an episode. Follow us on social media or hit us up on our website, alwayscheating.com. Josh, if you're a fantasy manager out there who's on a green arrow, keep going. And if you're a fantasy manager on a red arrow, your next green is right around the corner. I think I'm going to say that at the end of every podcast from now on. I like like, that. I'm, like okay. I have a public access cable channel. I like it. I think you got to <laughs> tighten it up a little bit, but I think there's something there. You know? <laughs> a little baggy. It is a little baggy. <laughs> yeah, okay. Got to pop it into Grammarly and see what they uh, suggest. Uh, all right. Well, Brandon, that was good talking to you, and I'll see you next week. See you. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.